Into the Apex podcast is going on the road. Giving you the energy of motorsport from the source. We'll be trackside for the GT World Challenge, IMSA, and the NTT IndyCar Series. At Mid-Ohio, VIR, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Petit Le Mans, and the historic 60th running of the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. Pit now, pit now. Visit IntoTheApex.com for the latest dates and locations. of real and virtual auto sport meets mad sim racing media presents the into the apex podcast is the Into the Apex podcast, coming to you on location from Virginia International Raceway. And we're here on Into the Apex at the Team Hardpoint facility with Chris Walsh. And uh, I don't know where to start describing what you, wh- everything that you're into, Chris, uh, but I'll, let's start with this and we'll work our way through each thing. Okay. Um, people that watched the Operation Motorsport Benefit Race saw a hell of a show as you won that race uh, overall and in the Pro-Am class on Podium Esports, and of course we'll talk about Operation Motorsport too, uh, but you're, you drive a real race car, sim race, uh, Olympic bobsledding training, uh, yep. U.S. military, yep. and uh, esports for Team Hardpoint. Did I, yeah. miss, did I miss anything? No, that's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, the elevator pitch, I guess, version we go. of everything, and there's a lot to unpack there, but yeah. yeah, yeah that is yeah. true. Yeah. Um, so the Operation Motorsport benefit race, what, what, what was that like as far as running that? I know a lot of people followed it and watched it. Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, I love, um, we've done a few of these, these sim charity races for, uh, for Operation Motorsport. So I just love the organization. Um, obviously being a military guy mm-hmm. and what they're doing for our, our veterans. I've, I've had a lot of friends that, um, you know, didn't come back from overseas or have come back and have dealt with a lot of issues. And so seeing them find a way to give people another sense of purpose, uh, and that through motorsport, which is something I value a lot, um, is pretty powerful. So the esports side of that is really cool because you know I can stay engaged with these guys uh, and gals, and, and we can do it remotely more, way more frequently than the real racing stuff. Um, so that that was pretty cool. So the race was awesome. Watkins is a great track. Uh, it was good competition, so I, yeah. I had a very good time uh, having to run down P1 there at the end. And, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, seeing four-hour race come down yeah. to the last 15 minutes of racing and. Uh, that's always pretty exciting. So that was that was fun for me. Yeah, we we didn't we tried to plan it to be a little bit dark, and it didn't quite work. But it worked out for the better because it was, it was an actual it was a sunset finish. And everyone who listens to us knows that we love sunsets and eye racing. Yeah, we like to sit at the top of a high point and watch the sunset together. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time in eye racing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually made the last couple turns when it started to sunset. It's, the sun is like right in your eyes that time of year. So it made that, that last complex kind of interesting um, from a chasing perspective. But, yeah, it was, it was really beautiful. So It's beautiful for a simulator. I mean, yeah. it's always amazing how good the sun effects are. To set the stage, we're in the Team Hardpoint facility, and just behind you and, and I'm facing is your sim rig, which is a triple monitor setup, and we'll have some photos on our Instagram and Twitter. Um, 
But for that race, were you do using the triple monitors? Because I know you do triples and, or you do VR. Is there one you do more than others? Or do you have a preference? Yeah, or what's yeah your- so I... Um- so with the bobsled stuff, I take we spend a lot of time up at the training center. So if I go up there for a while, I don't normally drag the whole thing up. So I'll take a portion of it and use VR. Uh, um, sometimes it just depends how long it would be there. I have options. I guess yeah. I've gotten pretty deep into it. Or, <laughs> um, you know, I have some shooter shooter's choice there. But I, yeah. I ran that race with the triple setup, and I, that's my preferred set. I just feel the most comfortable and I'm the quickest that way. But, um, yeah, so exactly the way it's sitting in, in the background here is the way I ran it for the, the benefit race. And you break this thing down, and it's to me, it's it's a complicated rig compared to what I use. Uh, even Bradley, I think, uh, yeah. you tear oh, yeah. this thing down, you take it to the training, so the Olympic Training Center. Yeah. You have it here at Hardpoint. What's a ballpark time frame? How long it takes to break it down, put it put it back together? It depends how motivated I am to do it. <laughs> uh, I can pretty much get it apart um, in about twenty minutes. Take it apart, and then. Loading it is really the trick, yeah. and like getting everything loaded and, and making. Luckily, I'm only a couple hours away, so I won't break it all the way down because mm. um, I don't need the back of my truck. It can just kind of sit out. But <laughs> yeah. if I go on a long trip overnight, then I have to make sure everything's covered up and doesn't walk away while I'm spending <laughs> the night somewhere. But, yeah, so probably a total of an hour to get it all done. It's so not terrible. It's not horrible, but it's not quick either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the cables is really the biggest the, pain. Yeah, it's so much it cable now, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, he knows my story. Everyone that Matt's in racing knows my frustration of having to pull out a wrench and a. Oh, I, I know, couldn't. I couldn't put. I, I hate IKEA. Yeah. I, I can't manage that. That's frustrating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, could, so. I look at that. The wiring on that alone is what gives me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, and you got it's the a beauty though. Yeah, it is a beauty. It's, it's pretty well managed. It's not perfect, but it's an, it's a semi-permanent solution. So we're, we didn't yeah. go crazy. But yeah, we uh, we like to nerd out over the tech, like the sim racing yeah, tech. Yeah. So to look at that, I mean, we, we found a, a very quickly put together one in the paddock. I forget yeah, what team um, they had it yeah, in. I don't the, remember uh, the one of the halls. It's one of the TCRs. I just don't oh, remember really? which one. Cool. But uh, I mean, it's just cool to see that mix of the real life and then the sim racing here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a. That's one of the reasons we kind of brought it into the team. One, there's a few things. Like obviously, it's a great place for you know fan engagement. Come here, come to the shop if they're going to be there. Eventually, we're going to get down to the paddock with it. I think is the plan. Oh wow! Is to have a few sims and have a bit more of a, a fan engagement zone inside of our paddock space um, as the team is growing and the programs are growing. Um, so that's one idea, and from just like a driver training perspective, an actual real world race prep. Like for me, that's that's been. I, yeah. I've only been racing cars for like a year. Uh, a little over a year and so stepping up to the pro level as quickly as I have and it's only been I've I've filled that experience gap with the simulator that's what's kind of those 10,000 hours that I don't have in a real car I've been trying to fill on a on a simulator so um and it's done a good job I think to to do most of the give you most of the sensation and and the knowledge you need to be successful on on a racetrack that's one thing I was going to ask because every we've through doing this we've had a chance to talk to a lot more real life drivers than we normally would and the question we always ask no matter what level of competition is how close is it i mean yeah. i know the seat of your pants feeling isn't yeah. there yeah. but like we, how... we've learned that this weekend in the michelin <laughs> yeah. hot laps that yeah. it, the the attack on your senses is definitely not yeah. the same yeah for sure <laughs> but uh i mean it's i love to hear that that it's it's close or it can help you anyway yeah i think what I've learned is the guys like like me who started really mainly in the sim and then go to the real car, it's a lot easier transition to add senses to it because um, you're like, okay, I, this is what I'm expecting to happen. And then you can feel it. You're like, oh, it's way easier to understand. Yeah. If you've spent most of your time growing up racing, 
and you're used to that feeling and that's how you've driven for so long you have to go to the sim where you lose some of those uh sensory inputs uh, i think people challenge it's more challenging to go backwards yeah. so there, you've got kind of two worlds that are colliding separately and um but the, the tech is so good now and the software options that are out there to help you fill in those gaps i mean like when i did sro here I, yeah that's I what i was going to ask about next yeah, yeah. i didn't I've never even driven that BMW M2 before. I came here and, you know, I went P2 my first practice session. <laughs> um, and uh, it was purely because that car was an R factor and so was VIR. And I just got a real, I got a certain level of like, hey, I know what I should expect here. And then, you know, a couple laps and I filled in the gaps pretty quickly. Um, yeah. And so, you know, and then, and then to go and take a podium in the first race, I thought, uh, the sim for me is like, okay, this, that, that really sealed <laughs> yeah, the deal yeah. where I was like, this is for me is going to be a huge piece of the puzzle. And I prefer to travel with it if I can, because if I go to yeah. race weekend and I can have it there, it's, it's just time to practice that I won't get on the racetrack. And yeah. Yeah. That's, that's extremely valuable to have. And we were here uh, and we didn't know you at the time. We got to know you through the operation motorsport league and races. Mm -hmm. And that's that weekend of VIR is when we were first exposed to operation motorsport and kind of has all led us here today. Um, but we, you were racing the weekend we were here. We just hadn't met you yet. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Was that your first? So you said that was your first actual drive in, in competition? Yeah, so that was um, – I've done some amateur racing before that. So it wasn't like I was – it was new right. to wheel-to-wheel -wheel racing. But um, it was my first professional race, first time on slicks, first time in the BMW mm -hmm. M2. Uh, so, like, my last – the fastest car I'd driven <laughs> before that on track was, like, a – Mazda Miata or okay. like an older nine, yeah, Porsche yeah. 944. So <laughs> a big jump in terms of like, you know, capability in the car. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, like I said, if, if I didn't have the sim, that would have been a much more intimidating experience. You know, and I knew the track pretty well too. And, yeah. and again, the sim helped that. I had some real world racing to, to lean on as well. But yeah. yeah, I think, you know, that's, to me, it's, it's quite a tool. And I think some people don't quite see that yet and they, yeah. they don't use yeah. it as well as they yeah. could, um, you know, and, you know, teach their own, but I think it's, yeah. it's very helpful. We, yeah, we and we have different takes on that that we won't get into here about. I mean, how different people view the sim racing and its value. Yeah. Um, I know we talked to David Prell a couple of weeks ago from a European Le Mans series, and he told us uh, for him, I don't know what his quote was about it. Uh, um, the, he's the one who uh, said attack on the senses. It, it doesn't have that, but that it, uh, the fact that it didn't, it let him – uh, realize the emotions and feelings he was experiencing during a race mode with with actual people mm. kind of realize what he's feeling it's interesting take on it yeah that's interesting but uh, that was his description of the benefit of the sim without all the moving around and that type of thing yeah so. yeah you know and you know honestly there's i think it's an opportunity it's a place where you can kind of say hey can i i can push the envelope in a few places yeah. and see what could be possible right um and then you get a bit of a better understanding and like the lap time differential between what you can do in the sim and the real world it's getting pretty close if not almost spot on in some scenarios so the, the thing that i think that like the sim struggle with and I, i'm mainly on iRacing um is it's just the tire and getting the tire to feel correct and that mm -hmm. just takes time i think to, for them to yeah. figure it out and it's yeah. getting better and better. And I didn't really know what that meant until I, you know, I tested here with Hardpoint and the Cayman mm. and I went and did, and I was like, okay, I got to go drive the car and <laughs> yeah. see what it's like. I saw that video. And I was yeah, like, yeah. it took me a while to get readjusted to the simulator. Cause I was like, Oh, the, the tire isn't quite the same. And the mm. way the car feels planted in the, in the real world versus there is, is a little different. So there is some differences, but for, for me, it, it's a, it's a pretty close similarity. So, yeah. And that's, that's the hardest thing. I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's amazing. They can get it even that close. Yeah, and for sure. I mean, with all the technology, I mean, like the butt kicker, 
yeah. kind of <laughs> a fuck, more yeah. feedback on it. <laughs> the no, motions, the, yeah, the yeah, haptic stuff thing. is good. Yeah. yeah, any little thing to create the sensation. I mean, we've talked about it, about it before. The next ten years in technology oh, yeah. for sim racing, well, it's just be, VR headsets. Yeah. We've go talked ahead, a lot. Go ahead and take all of our money right now. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's the thing. Just. You know, when I growing up, I played all the like games on a controller. Like I was yeah. a big Gran Turismo guy. Mm. Played the older F1 games. Yeah. And to see it come to a place where you have a back then, this would probably be a professional race car team simulator. Like yeah, this would be technology right. for them. Where right. It would be like blowing people's minds. <laughs> and to have that in my house, I'm just like, wow, this yeah. is somewhat affordable. You know, it's not necessarily cheap at some point, but yeah, I think that that's really really cool to see it. And I think it's important that it's happening because it's opening motorsport up to people that you know, would look at it as I'll never get to do that, you know? Uh, and yeah. so to have that connection to it and get some taste of it makes just, I think helps grow the fan base Yeah, and absolutely. Helps maybe show some people, yeah, I should try this. So yeah, I mean, it's amazing to think about. I, I, I hardly ever think about it, but when you put those two together, I forget how expensive it is just to take a car on a track uh, yeah. for a lap. Yeah. I mean, the price per lap, I, we, I wouldn't begin to guess, but yeah. I mean, I can imagine it's expensive, everything included into it. <laughs> I see contemplation. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll mean, just give you. You start balancing yeah. sim racing and real. I mean, yeah. and then, so, then you add in that if you spin it out and wreck it, it doesn't cost anything. Exactly. And tra track damages yeah. and, yeah, and everything. Yeah, you don't have, the consequences are low to yourself and to yeah. the equipment. No, no reset button. Um, I'll say for what it costs to put a really good sim to rig together, it would cost you for two sets of slick tires uh, about the same money. Oh, two geez. sets of tires, and you're going to go through more than I'm two sets. I'm looking around the shop right now, and I see a lot of sets of yeah. tires. And <laughs> it's a beautiful know, Each series has its own like level of allocation, but when you get in these GTD cars, I mean, they're spending well above thirty yeah. grand on tires in a oh, weekend. Man. So yeah. you know, it's just. Yeah. That's what it, that's what makes yeah. it cool. I, I'm like, hey, I can go rip laps, and it doesn't it's not yeah. burning. I'm not <laughs> oh, yeah. watching hundred dollar bills disappear. For, so. for that price, you could have a, a full fully encased motion. Yeah. You could go real big car. in the sim world. Yeah. So so for those out there just on iRacing and, and us, never complain about a fourteen ninety nine track ever again. Yeah. Or or however much a car would be on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you drive the, in the TC series with the SRR race here. Mm. Um, Anything else this year? Anything planned next year? I know you tested here with Hardpoint yeah. and the Porsche. Um, so, yeah, I do a bunch of amateur racing. We I helped uh, I helped build this 1988. Uh, there's a guy named Todd Presser who owns Presser Tech down in Atlanta. Um, he built uh, a 1988 Porsche 944, and we put a Mercedes V6 in it to do endurance racing. And the car is really good. <laughs> uh, it's, we're working through some kinks, but we took P2 in the first race out in it that we actually nice. got to complete. Um so that was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, so I'll do a lot of that. I do WRL cause it's just good seat time. Yeah. And, um, the next year I'm looking to do, uh, the IMSA pilot challenge with Hardpoint and the Cayman GT4 nice. or possibly Carrera cup. It'll kind of depend yeah. where I get from a, awesome. from a support standpoint. So, right. Yeah. Well, that's very cool because yeah. I know Hardpoint's been in, we won't press a lot of Hardpoint news, but Hardpoint's been in the news with the GTD Pro class uh, yeah. and some different things. Yeah, they're working on some stuff um, there. Yep. So that's been very interesting to follow. I've seen a lot of talk about that on the on the racing news sites. Yeah. So it seems like exciting things happening for the team. Yeah, yeah. I think you know um, Rob Ferriel, who runs the team, uh, who owns the team. Um, he's got a pretty big vision for what he wants Hardpoint to be doing, and I think you know they want to see his. I think big pie in the sky dream is have you know two cars in every every class here in the IMSA world um to some degree and porsche cars specifically so yeah. 
uh, and kind of making the team synonymous with the Porsche brand and it's being like, hey, when you talk, yeah. when you yeah. talk North America Porsche racing, Hardpoint is one right. of those teams. So um, and I, I think that's a pretty exciting thing. And yeah. he's also big on, you know, ex- expanding the sport into new to new demographics of people that maybe don't normally have access to it. So yeah. um, me being a military dude, he's an ex-military dude yeah. and um, is all, is all really good stuff. So I think, I think it's a really positive direction for the sport and it's going to help the help, help the sport stay healthy and, and, and live long and yeah. prosper hopefully. So yeah, certainly. Yeah. And so we're, today we're recording while the, uh, uh, just before the Porsche career cup on Sunday. So yesterday was the weather tech race. I noticed uh, a group from Fort Bragg was being shown around the paddock. Yeah, so um, that was, you know, Michelin, that was a Michelin in conjunction with the Army has this thing called the Voss program, which is like for single soldiers, really young soldiers that are, you know, just looking for, hey, maybe they're getting ready to get out of the military after their first term, um, and they want to see what else is out there. So they brought them around to see motorsports, see the tire side of things, uh, kind of see what that industry looks like. Um, and Michelin has been pushing pretty hard to have more involvement with the military. At least that's my understanding from, from yeah. their program. So I don't want to speak on their behalf on right. that, but that was the thing. So it was really cool to see like 20 of these young yeah. soldiers come out and be like, Hey, here's, yeah. here's the paddock. And look, we got guys who come from your exact neck of the woods and are finding ways to get into motorsport, which from an outsider who wouldn't know any better would seem like pretty, pretty unlikely. So it's cool. I think for them to, to get that experience. And then you're also uh, the military liaison with Operation Motorsport, uh, and that of course brought you to the to the league. And we've enjoyed running with you, or being overtaken yeah. by you in the slower class say, in some I, cases. I, I was uh, just an aside. I was placed in the uh, I think the pro <laughs> class there. Rough. I, it was rough. <laughs> he had a rough I, I time. I have a lot of respect for everybody in that class. Yeah, that that's a really fun competitive uh, <laughs> yeah. series, and I'm looking forward to season four. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you guys had a, uh, somebody working with Hardpoint in the paddock this weekend as a beneficiary. We did, yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, a guy named Andrew Osman, who's a medically retired Army guy, um, used to do um, artillery support. It's called Fister. Is the, I don't know the, the MOS. I'm not an Air Force <laughs> Army guy by trade. But yeah. uh, we brought – Andrew's been working with Atmo for a while. He's done some SRO. He actually worked with me when I wrote, ran SRO, and he was involved oh, wow. in the car, which nice. was really cool. And I was, I was really you know, honored to have that opportunity to do that. Um, yeah, and then I was like, hey, it'd be great to bring Andrew on board with, with Hardpoint and, you know, bring Op- Opmo into IMSA yeah. a bit more and get them a presence back there on, on the team, so. Yeah, that that is all. Is that a car? It's a helicopter. <laughs> Hel- oh, the hel- yeah, there is a helicopter <laughs> parked right next to Hardpoint. Yeah. So you'll catch that in the background. That is not a Porsche engine. No. But you heard some of those yesterday. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we got to meet Andrew while we were down in the paddock for a moment yesterday, and, and it's just great to see everything that they're doing. We got to see... Uh, uh, Diesel from Operation Motorsport. Uh, I saw Jason. I didn't even realize he was here. Uh, so yeah. we'll have to try to catch him before we leave today. Yeah, Jason but, uh, came down late, so yeah. But it's it's great to see everybody after that benef- uh, after the benefit race and after the the league uh, yeah. to meet everybody that's been involved in it and, and to see firsthand how everything works. Uh, I think for everybody that, that listens to this show uh, that's not out at the track, which I encourage you to do. Um, Everything that, that we everything we fundraised for with that event and everything around it, uh, it, you can see what's happening with it in real time out here. So yeah, it's it's been outstanding to see to meet everybody from Operation Motorsport this weekend and um, and see how everything is working in IMSA as well as mm-hmm. the SRO races. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, and Jason come down late was was really cool to have him out here and to see. It's like actually one of the first times that 
since I started working with Otmo because I got involved with them during the pandemic. So there was, everything was virtual and that's, I got into it via sim racing actually through Porsche club of America. Um, that was where I was sim racing originally. And then someone mentioned this organization and I was like, Oh, that sounds really interesting. I got involved and they did sim racing. I was like, okay, it made sense. Um, but for the next series, uh, starting here in December, I want to say. Okay. Uh, Maybe a little breaking news here. Yeah, I don't, I don't so there's a couple breaking news. I'll give you a little insight on there a couple things. So you guys might, you, you may or may not get uh, requested to help us with um, our uh, race of remembrance here. We've actually, yeah. we talked to Diesel briefly about okay, that yesterday. Yeah, so that's the thing that I think is coming your way. Um, yeah. And, you know, just to have a fun race, uh, to, you know, about a good cause, not really not really in the charity realm necessarily, right. but just to just to put something together. That's something we try to do in person, but yeah. it's not going to be possible this year, so we're going to do another virtual one. Um, we did it last year at Sebring. Yeah. So um, I think that's a really cool event. Um, I'm hoping to drag some guys in, like Larry Tenvorde's <laughs> here. He there run, we go. He runs for... Um, Team Redline, so obviously big, big sim racing team. Yeah, and I'm hoping maybe we can get him in there if I can really convince him and try to get Max over to do. There we yeah. go, Max. Go. You know, let's do it. We got yeah. some some names coming out. Yeah, so <laughs> I've had some good connections this weekend. Um, nice. You know, those guys are real quick in the sim, so it'd oh be yeah, even hard mm-hmm. for me to even be near them. But uh, <laughs> so you know, we'll see. We'll see what we can pull off. But yeah, those guys. Uh, that's what's coming is the the race of remembrance here in the fall. I don't know if we have a date yet, but somewhere around around that time frame of veteran or Veterans Day. I think I it, it might uh, it might be shortly after the uh, Petit, Petit Le Mans, Le Mans in real yeah, life. Yeah. From I'm the sound of that it, that makes sense. I'll so, be at Petit Le Mans. So will we? Prefer it's after. <laughs> yeah. 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 I believe yeah. it might be the day after everything's done. Yeah. So we might okay. be we might be dragging home, flying home to oh, uh, uh, to yeah. make this race. I'll have to, I'll yeah. have to hustle back for that yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> us as well. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then the, you know season. I don't know. Are we on season four now? Yeah, uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. Pablo? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not sure what that's going to look like yet in terms of what cars and everything. So, yeah. you know, that's that's to be determined. But uh, still, I think we're going for matching matching real world, you know, layouts, maybe similar to IMSA. We'll see. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, that was that was some of the fiercest racing I've been in. And I was in the uh, open class so in the GT3s. Some of the closest racing. Mario Gonzalez. Shout out to him in that mm-hmm. in there. Uh, racing with him and uh, Rodney, I think it was. Yeah, Rodney Campbell. Um, yep. Yeah, um, chasing him down at Road Atlanta. I've never been so sweaty in the in the sim. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that was just hard work. Yeah. Uh, but some of the most uh, you know adrenaline rush kind of racing that I've had in the sim. Yeah. Uh, in that series, in that league. Um, so yeah, it's it's good time. Can't wait it for is. season yeah. four. Um, and race virtual race of remembrance. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned, everybody. Yeah, and I <laughs> you know I think last time we did the virtual race of remembrance, it was. It was open signups, kind of like we did with uh, the other thing. So um, the league is a little different, but if, yeah. if people are listening to that and they want to get involved and put a team together, definitely you know look forward to it. I think it's good. The bigger we grow the field, the better. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, I think, and, and like I said a bit ago, I mean, the more people that come in from sim racing, I can't tell you how many people we've been walking around for almost two full days here uh, wearing our, our logo, and we've had a few people stop us and like, oh, I saw you guys on Reddit or I saw this and that, and we are like, awesome that's, that's great, great. Yeah, it's, it's like awesome. okay it's amazing to see when you put the word sim racing on there <laughs> yeah you find out People, everybody in the paddock is yeah involved everybody's in, in iRacing yeah. it's really been a, a fun time to have that this weekend and be that's visible cool. and, and talk iRacing with uh, the, uh Raphael who drove the BMW on the hot laps oh, cool. we exchanged info on him he's on on iRacing it's, yeah. it's really awesome to have people you actually get to know from the track 
and then you get together on iRacing. Yeah, One of the, uh, the Magnus crew people were talking to us. Yeah. So it's it's been very interesting in that respect here. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a good way to bring, like you said, bring the two together. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's cool that, that hard point's involved in, in pushing that. Yeah. And that kind of brings us into the happy hour. Yeah. I wanted to ask about that um, because we we just kind of started getting involved. I know Tyler's run a few. Yeah. My work schedule, I can't usually make it Wednesday yeah. nights or yeah. I'd be there. Uh, but <laughs> just tell us a little bit about that and how it got started. Yeah, so, you know, one of the things I wanted, you know, when I was getting involved with the team, I was like, hey, you know, I think esports has a, a big place, especially in the racing world. And I think it would be cool if Hardpoint had a flavor of that you know um i've seen drivers do it but i haven't seen any teams do it and so i was like hey let's do something that's a bit unique here um and try to build a community around around the racing and get people who you know they can come out and watch racing and that's cool but it's even cooler i think when you can say hey i can get in and race and get some of the drivers from the team to come out and race and then hopefully you know we'll get other pro drivers like like daniel morad was on the stream the other night um and so start to build that community and just build a place where it's like you can come interact with people and get to drive next door to door with people that you may never ever do in real life um so that was one thing and it was just awesome opportunity to make it fun like i have i turn damage off we do do some crazy car track (laughs) combos and so you know i do so much competitive sim racing i was like you know that's fun and we'll have a few races like that but i wanted something that's just hey let's come and let's just laugh it's yep. happy hour, right? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Bring that's a right. beer. That's right. Let's have that's a good our, time. That's our, that's our and, uh, Friday night. You know, we'll do pro time. trucks at Montreal. And we'll, just, we'll just be banging doors <laughs> the whole time, and it's a good time. So, yeah, that, that was really the idea, and build a community around the team and and, um, and a place for fans to come and, and hang out with us and do the stream thing, too, just so that, you know, yeah. people who don't want to race can watch. And, you know, the, the future of that will be, we'll, you know, we'll have some giveaways and stuff, and we're nice. going to grow the stream and make it more and more interesting, get some Team Hardpoint gear out there and stuff that's nice. for sale. and. Uh, we're working on all that, but um, yeah, I think it's I think it's neat. And that's when I saw esports. I, that's why I wanted to ask too. Um, is there any thoughts of like a legitimate esports team competing yes. in endurance events and, yep. and different things? So um, really, I have a pretty big vision for where I'd like to see this grow. And I, I you know, I'm modeling what Red Bull has done in McLaren yeah. Shadow, and uh, thinking like, hey, how can we make this really competitive um, and have a competitive arm of it? It's not the whole thing, but right. I think it's. It's a cool place to have a presence in the esports realm as a as a re- legitimate racing team, and it's worked well in Formula One. Mm-hmm. I just haven't seen it very often in in the sports car racing yeah, world. So I was like, right. hey, let's let's breach that, let's kind of breach that um, realm a bit from this perspective. And so that's the goal is we're, we're gonna put together a competitive team for next year is is my plan. Um, nice. uh, how big that looks and what series will be involved in, I don't know yet. Um, I'd like to see you know have a driver that's doing. You know, the Porsche Super Cup, the Tag Heuer one, and then, you know, obviously run the special events are good, and then, you know, some other things that are out there that are more of the high-level stuff. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll have it spread out pretty nicely, so we've got representation in a lot of places. So, so we have competition, <laughs> I guess technically, right? Yeah. Although we don't, we don't compete, I don't think, at that level. Not in the top. Not the we've, top we've, not, we've been in the top split one time, and it was in the uh, BMW Sim Cup last year oh, okay, because cool. n- apparently nobody registered okay. so there was only one split yeah we w- i was getting lights flashed at me by roman grosjean tony Kanaan, sebastian <laughs> job i've never been so nervous in sim yeah. racing you it would have been like you threw me out on the track out here with no prior practice yeah that's a big that's a yeah. big feel it was big names yeah i've yeah. never been so nervous being lapped or on the grid as that I think, that you, day. I think we had a self-spin and we don't uh, want to talk about yeah, that we don't, we don't. let's just say we almost <laughs> my, my co-driver out. may have almost taken out the leading red bull 
e-race esports oh, team. A, uh, it didn't happen, it but happened. it was very close. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it just happens. That's part of the. Yeah. That's yeah. part of it all. It's the way um, it goes. I've been running with a team, you know, uh, called Porsche Sport, who's a UK based, and they do mainly Porsche media, um, but they have an esports program as well. And so I started with them, really competitively esports stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've been running the Creventic um, Endurance Series this year, yeah, we've and. Been, yeah. So we're we're winning it right now overall, which oh, is wow. like we've been running every top split. We won the first race. We've been killed by TCRs uh, <laughs> a, a couple times, which really sucks. But we have enough points right now that we're, we're winning. So it's next week or the week after is the last round. Is I think as long as we show up and we finish, we we will clinch a title. So that, I'm excited because I've never won anything overall in iRacing. Oh, wow. It's very very challenging. But to that's like see cool. you know when you see your yeah. like list and like your rank and you see like <laughs> the one next to your name, I'm like wow that's pretty cool. So yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll finish that out. But that's the type of stuff I'm looking at with Hardpoint is is to be competing in things at, at that level and you know hopefully win championships. So yeah, that's that's awesome to see Hardpoint. I think I mean I agree with you. You don't see Emza teams in it you know with that level of investment mm-hmm. uh, and also. What I really like about the happy hour is it's open to the public. Exactly. Uh, yeah. There's a password, but the password is open to the public. It's just to keep the random folks from coming right, in and just exactly. wrecking. You, you have to follow Hardpoint and just be aware of it. Uh, so the team Hardpoint Twitter, the Instagram, Hardpoint, the, the social media for the team has been really proactive every week with have been, yeah. putting the schedule out in a really easy to follow form. And it's three, four or five sprint type races, I yep. think. Yeah. So we run, yeah, four races, 15 minutes, really short quality. I mm. mean, I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. I mean, you get maybe get two laps <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I work with Vero, who runs social media for Hardpoint, and we've, you know, they've been really cool about mm-hmm. putting in some of the virtual stuff, yeah. like virtual laps, and you know, just some of the even some of the stream footage. So I think just in, I think the last thing we put in there is we're doing uh mx5 at drc <laughs> and we're going four wide into turn one and it's just yeah it's just i was, I was there yeah so i was just, watching you guys do that it's absolutely nuts and it was just really fun and everyone's laughing and having yeah. fun and that, that that's the whole point of it yeah. so yeah and it, to see all of the different combination of cars and tracks yeah uh, each one you're getting your money's worth yeah. on iris yeah, it's, it's sure. a little flavor of everything yeah so. and and if you get in the discord um you know we put a little poll i try to do a poll every week to say hey what do people want to do so it's not just me driving my favorite stuff, you know. Yeah. We get to we get to switch it up, and luckily, all the cars that people usually pick, I'm already a big fan <laughs> of. But you know, Pro Trucks of Montreal wasn't on my short list, but I ended up having I a lot of say, fun. I was going to say LMP2s at Dirt Bristol, but yeah, hey, oh, geez. I'll, I'll try anything. So yeah. yeah, it could be good. I think the most fun uh, kind of fun run we ever did uh, it was uh, Lime Rock at sunset oh, with full fog and accelerate, accelerated uh, passage of time, mm-hmm. and the Delara IR01 or the Mazda, and only one car had one of them have head, headlights. So, <laughs> for the Delaras to win, you have to find a buddy with headlights in the Mazda to get through the dark fog. Oh, it's wow. a little, little convoluted, it's like a but we uh, follow thing. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it was. It's a good Halloween yeah. fun run. Yeah, it's terrifying. You know, we'll have to do, we have there's to do some games. Like there's some games you could play with iRacing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I, I still want to do the soapbox derby down the hill. I've tried that. I, I that's fun. Done it yet. Yeah. That is fun. Never done it. Never done yeah, it. Yeah, that's worth it. That one will eventually work it in there, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's Wednesday nights, Wednesday evenings for the team Hardpoint Happy Hour. Uh, you'll spot the end of the Apex crew and Mad Sim Racing crew in there on most Wednesday nights. I usually can catch the last couple, and, and I've had a blast these past few weeks doing those. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming out. And again, more people put it out to everybody. Like you said, it's open to the public. Password is just there to, you know, just so people... You know, we don't we don't get randoms who yeah. want to come in and mess up the fun. So yeah, go backwards on the track. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so follow Team Hardpoint, Chris Walsh, on Instagram. I think we're going to watch a little uh, Porsche Carrera Cup. Team Hardpoint's in I that. Yep. Podium yesterday for the yeah. Team Hardpoint. I think Riley's got the pace to, uh, I think, to win. So he just needs to get a good start and... You know, you get stuck in that dirty air behind the car. They're very aero-dependent de- nowadays, so, you know, you need to some clean air, and he'll be he'll be good. Well, Team Hardpoint, Chris Walsh, we appreciate so much spending time with you this weekend. You guys having us in the shop here, and uh, I think this is going to be an IMSA team that we pull for the rest of the year. We'll be at Petite, and uh, hopefully we'll watch you and visit you in the uh, Michelin Pilot or Porsche Cup paddock next year. Yeah, I hope so. Thanks again for coming out. Right. This has been Into the Apex. We'll be right back. Back on Into the Apex with Tyler and Bradley at Virginia International Raceway. The Porsche Carrera Cup race number one is underway here at VIR. We've just concluded the IMSA Sports Car Championship uh, race. And uh, Bradley, you and I are, have had quite an afternoon here at VIR. It's, uh, it's been overcast, but the rain stopped uh, a little bit later in the morning. Uh, it was pretty heavy for the Porsche Cup uh, qualifying and for the Michelin Pilot practice. Uh, but it's been just overcast, a little windy, and a little cool here. But uh, we're covered in champagne. We've had a unique time <laughs> after the uh, after the after the winning team for. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to describe that. I'm sticky. We're drenched. I'm sticky. I'm drenched uh, in champagne. I've. I mean, I for one, and I know I think you too have never been there for a podium celebration for MZ. I have I have at Watkins but not like Lane. that, right? Uh, I've not been sprayed before. You've not been sprayed to, before. To, to where that you're concerned about uh, checkpoints on the way home. Oh, basically. Yeah. Le- legitimately. Yeah, I mean, legitimately. It's quite an experience. Jordan Taylor was excited, the Corvette guys were excited. I mean, obviously it's a guaranteed podium, but uh, to get a 1-2, I mean, it's still like, you know, F1 you gotta, you gotta perform. You I gotta mean, a win's a win, right? Yeah, you gotta get what you, what's expected of you. A little bit of controversy in this race after uh, that particular That's right. yellow Corvette. I'm a little salty about that. I, we should have shouted some kind of, uh, <laughs> some kind of uh, heckle at uh, whoever maybe, it was. Maybe so. I mean, they took out. I mean, I assume we have not at this point, at this stage, we've not watched a proper up close replay. We've seen monitor footage, but that's all. Uh, so we're not 100% on it, but it appeared that the Corvette uh, collected with the Turner BMW while it had been really dominating this race. That's what it looked like. If you watch the monitors yeah. here, I mean, I think we could probably confirm based on what we saw. The, the, the Corvette, who had no reason at all to be racing hard with only three entries, ran into, or it appeared, unless something happened with uh, Bill Arberlin, I think, was in the car. Yeah, uh, something out of line. Yeah, there's, there's no reason why he should have had contact with the P1 GT Daytona. Yeah, it's. I really want to look at it a little closely, closer on a monitor. Uh, but people, uh, we can tell you that on the ground here at VIR, people people were startled by that. Uh, they have a couple monitors around the circuit, and people were, were caught that, and that was a gasp moment here at the circuit. Well, uh, yeah, it's a, it's taking out the leader of really the primary and only class. I mean, GTLM at this point is is yeah. it's sort of like a, a farewell tour. It's not really agree. a legitimate. I mean, it's, legi- it's a legitimate it's legit, class, yes. But I mean, it's just a shame to see because Oberlin and uh, Robbie Foley dominated most of this race. I think they started what on pole. Yes. And uh, they were ahead. Yeah. I mean, we didn't follow the timing and scoring the entire time, but as every time I looked, they were in P1. 
Yeah, that, so. I mean, there was, I think, a moment where they weren't, but uh, they, they certainly deserved the win and had it in hand late in the race, and it was only with 15 or less minutes to go when they had trouble. Yeah. Uh, those who've watched it saw it, obviously. And it, it wouldn't have been as bad, but they cut it. Yeah. Because of that, they cut a tie or had to pit and yeah, finished. They, Last I saw, right. they were in, like, P12. Yeah, they were so. they were way down the order, uh, way below where, the, I mean, where they had earned for the day. But that is uh, the nature of a long sports car that race, is. a two-hour-plus sports car race, is uh, only one full-course caution in, in the whole event. Uh, you have to really endure, and... Uh, Bradley, now you, we had an experience that we're going to talk about uh, with uh, courtesy of Michelin. Uh, we, oh boy, we got. Oh to boy, I, w- I was going to make a point though. You, you cut me off. Make there. the point, Bradley, <laughs> and then we'll talk about the Michelin. So, so my point was that's that's something that the, going back to the incident between the Corvette uh, GTLM and the GT Daytona, that's something all of us sim racers and i racers can sympathize with as a a faster class just yeah. rolling into you. And I don't want to take away. You know, disparage uh, those professional drivers in the Corvette, but we all know, you know, the old adage with iRacing racing and right. the IMSA's Haggerty series, especially, is the the uh, LMPs uh, rolling over and running <laughs> over just whoever's in the way. Well, that's the meme in iRacing. racing. That's what everybody likes. I mean, everybody. Uh, the last episode we talked about it's nobody's. It's never my fault ever. Uh, it that's, isn't. That's so the it, it was not those guys' fault, right? <laughs> it was uh, it was Bill Oberlin's fault. The slower car is <laughs> yeah, what you're trying to say. If only he could go a little faster. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the whole thing. You have to be predictable. I mean, if anybody's going to be solid out there, would it not be Bill Oberlin? I mean, would you not expect that? Yeah, I mean, he's. <laughs> we were obviously <laughs> we, we were pulling for him because we like BMW, but we also have. Um, a little bit of fandom of uh, some of the other GT Daytona teams, but uh, right. I mean, that was I, I just enjoy seeing those guys win, just because you know, you mean me and you, Tyler, were BMW fans. Yeah, um, no doubt. So, but on the other hand, Poff, you know, Poff Motorsports, Poff, those guys, Poff, Poff. Did you just say Poff? What What is it? Foff, Foff, Foff. Thanks for correcting me. I believe the P is silent, Bradley. Okay, if you say I, so. I do believe the P is silent. Maybe somebody uh, from the team can correct us here this weekend, but I do believe it's silent. Well, uh, the, congratulations to those guys. That was a uh, yeah. I'm sure they would be the first to tell you that was a win of opportunity. There was a nice little gap there built. Um, so I mean, that's that's good on those guys. Now, a car that that uh, I mean. A car that that's really been up there. The winner from Long Beach, uh, Paul Miller Racing, Lamborghini, yes. Brian Sellers and company. Uh, they had a really good run. I mean, podium finish again, P3. They won in Long Beach. Uh, that's a speedy Lamborghini. They were up in the podium spot all afternoon, from what we could see. Yeah, those guys were moving. Uh, I think you observed. I don't know where they finished overall, but the uh, third, the team Audi. I'm talking. Oh, about. Audi. They, yeah, they, the they Carbon. Were too. Yeah, the Carbon Audi was up in the third podium spot for much of the day and uh yeah they didn't quite get it uh the lexus how about the lexus yeah i mean they had they were the first ones with trouble uh one of the lexus uh, vassar Sullivan cars had an issue running off track early on so good on them they actually battled on the last lap uh that was next the last lap yes they made the pass for the podium for p3 against one of the mercedes yeah and uh, that was that was where the interest was uh, there was a lot of close racing for five, six, seven, or six, seven, eight. Yeah, um, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure without the scoring in front of me who sorted it out out uh, where. But I mean, it was just a fun weight race to watch. It was. Uh, it was entertaining. The track started out 
sort of a semi-wet condition, but I think everybody tried slicks. Yeah, I mean, you didn't really see any rooster tail trails there, as they say, any uh, anything like that. I don't think there was ever any real major threat of rain, of uh, wet no, conditions. No, the rain stopped pretty yeah. pretty early on before the race well, actually got The prototype going. challenge took the track. I mean, I think the uh, feeder series, or the support series, rather, uh, really cleared cleared the rain. But yeah. I will say, when I arrived at uh, trackside at around 8 a.m., uh, the Porsche Cup series, Carrera Cup, were qualifying, and it was it was absolutely drenched full, out full, there. Would you say full wet? Conditions? Oh, oh yes, absolutely. Full wet. Uh, rear red lights ablaze. Uh, one car, one Porsche spun right in front of me at the S's before the footbridge or the the uh, car bridge going oh, into wow, the track. Wow. One car spun, no contact. Uh, he was able to get it around. The stewards waving the yellow flag fiercely. A Porsche came up full speed. Thankfully, he slowed down enough and went left because this was a t-bone situation it was really a scary situation wow. uh but nobody had uh, any issues uh, up until the michelin pilot practice uh, where mercedes wrecked the front of the car bradley and i caught a glimpse of the front and it was absolutely destroyed uh, so that's tricky because in the michelin pilot race on sunday uh it's it's not going to be as these condi- those conditions they were testing and in fact uh, we heard on radio uh, imza around the circuit that uh, only like I would say a quarter of the uh, of the cars in Michelin Pilot even took to practice, and that makes sense. Yeah, Why would you get out there yeah, on exactly. a full wet track when that's not going to be the race condition? Yeah, if I you mean, need the experience, maybe, but otherwise, it's it's it was treacherous yeah. and it was dangerous. I mean, based on what we're seeing on the weather, uh, the rain is pretty much gone for good. Um, there may there's a slim chance for tomorrow it's going to be mostly cloudy. Um, but I mean, overall, I agree with you. Why why take that that much of a you're basically taking your chances on the race. I mean, hopefully yeah. those guys can get it fixed, but we, we looked at it, you know, from a few feet away on the back of a rollback, and that car is the probably toast. Yeah, the, 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 the front, the beautiful front part of the Mercedes-AMG was absolutely gone, uh, so it was it was tough to see that. But the beautiful back end was still there. It was still there. The, the Mercedes <laughs> are a unique car is all that we're saying, and yeah. uh, we do have an appreciation. Yes. I mean, you can't dislike any of the cars out here on the paddock. As you Absolutely walk, not. as you walk through the paddock, uh, you have to admire each car. For even what the it t- is. even the, t- the TC car, I did. Yeah. I was not aware until I was looking at the uh, uh, Andy Blackmore design uh, poster, like the spotters guide right. for TCR. There is a four-door Hyundai Elantra out here with a wing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's an in model, I think it's called. Uh, but it amazed me. It's basically a, a street car with a wing. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the nature that's, of it. That's, yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. That's, that's TCR class. It's touring class. Right. It's a, uh, it's a car. And, and and can we transition to what I wanted to kind of? Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, I'm chomping at the bit as they say to, to to talk about this. Oh, me too. Me too. We've got we've got video. There are videos, and actually, it's been posted. I think by now. I'm sure by now. By the time you hear this, it's been posted. Uh, so Michelin, of course, is sponsoring this event, and. Uh, as part of that, uh, they're offering folks that have vaccination and uh, some other issues, some other things, uh, some hot laps around the Patriot course uh, part of VIR, which is kind of inside uh, the uh, full course. Uh, it's still a mile long. This is a massive course, if you, uh, obviously, if you're aware of it. But uh, Bradley and I were privy to that, and uh, we got to, to uh, ride in some BMWs earlier this morning at uh, over 100 miles per hour on that course, and uh, holy shit. Yeah, holy shit. That, that's what I would say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the video doesn't do it justice. Uh, just, I mean, the video is mine. I think you lost yours, but uh, I was in a BMW yeah. M8 um, 
like a lime, like a bright colored, green colored, matte colored BMW M8. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. So I, I so say. Bradley and I were separated. We thought at first, so we're we're thinking. I'm glad because we got right. two different BMW experiences, right. and we're we, going to go through them. Let me. How about you start since this is okay. your thing? You you were in what car? Tell I, everybody. I was in the BMW. Is it the M4? Yes, you were in the, the brand BMW. new, the brand new model. It's basically the same version of the GT, new GT3. The color. New, yes, correct. But the competition version. Yes, correct. Uh, and I was, I was, my body was ready for that. My body was not ready for what <laughs> I experienced. So I get in, I get in, and, and these are pro drivers, obviously driving these. Uh, obviously, I mean, you're not in a fire suit, but you're going to go fast. And you you watch the people before you go. You watch these cars do these hot laps. And you think, okay, that looks pretty speedy, but okay, I don't know how that's going to feel uh, as a passenger. So you get into this BMW M4. First thing I, I notice is uh, the seat really does hug my body, and maybe I need to lose a little back fat or something. And I'm not, ob- <laughs> I'm not obese, people. Maybe. Don't don't, maybe. don't judge me too too harshly. Uh, but I'm thinking maybe I'm a little hefty. For, I mean, maybe, maybe, so it was like a back, bucket, like a bucket racing bucket seat? bucket seat. But and I feel a little cramped in it, honestly. If I'm going to buy this car and I take it for a test drive i'm thinking like you're uh, gonna buy an m4 yeah. competition i'm thinking it's a little it's a little stiff of a seat for me but it, it does hug you in there uh so i belt up uh, and uh and we make some small talk i let them know that i'm filming for the show and uh i start <laughs> film i start filming let's say that i start filming and uh i get about 33 seconds because we launch off of the little pit lane yes. on the patriot course that's the way i would describe it is what people often say about what i would imagine the uh tesla would be like like in ludicrous yeah, mode. yeah yeah when when he launched i thought we're just going to get like a, a pace lap around the track it's going right. to be it's going to be cool to get inside of one of these cars and get on a track absolutely not. no we were we were in race mode we were in race mode i mean the, yes race mode 100 yes. percent. so we launch off of this pit lane and we blend in with the other cars that are going around. And uh, so there's a Porsche, a Lexus, I believe, and, and a couple BMWs, a few BMWs, uh, perhaps. But we, we launch, and you, you're thrown back in the seat immediately. That's the yeah, same, same thing. And, and, and if here. you look at the – so you can actually drive the Patriot uh, configuration on iRacing, all the configurations. And uh, I'm actually interested to do that after today. <laughs> yeah, in the uh, M4 GT3. In, in that exact car. Uh, but – it's it's quite the squirrely configuration. There's a lot of hills. Uh, I mean, I can blind this. hills. Yes, blind from, hills. From my experience in the M8, uh, he he advised me uh, my driver, which I will give him a shout out because we right. exchanged information. That's right. Uh, Somebody that is with iRacing. Absolutely. That's on yeah. iRacing. Uh, RJT Racing on Instagram. Uh, we That's shared correct. information at the end of the lap, uh, very briefly because we didn't have much time. Chatted about iRacing. Right. Um, but uh, RJT Racing on Instagram is a professional driver, uh, precision and stunt driver. Uh, awesome experience uh, by him and fantastic driving. He told me we, I think, believe we hit, at least what he said, 116 on the straight, which the straight oh, wow. there is barely a straight and it's not that long. So that's something. Those are some fast cars. Yeah, and, and when and we. On some Michelin factory tires. Yes. And when we, uh, of course, he was paddle shifting, you know, all that stuff. Uh, when we hit the straight, we went. Uh, yes. I got sent back in my seat, and when when the braking zone was hit, my God! So that's where that's where forward. that's where my video recording end ended. Yeah, uh, my, mine is not that great. I got thrown for. I was focusing on trying to hold the camera, and there were times where it dropped, and I hit the volume button, and that was the end of the video, folks. 
No video for me in, in the uh, M4. I mean, I can't imagine how many G-forces yeah, you're pulling in you it was, it was unlike anything I've ever experienced in a car in my life. And I, I, may, I told him that, too. Is I've never been in a car this fast like this in my entire life. And we're going to do it again tomorrow. We're going to do it again on Sunday. <laughs> we went and uh, chatted to the Michelin people that will remain unspecified and uh, told them how much fun we had. And Michelin uh, hooked us up. Hooked us up with an 855 session again. So we're going to give it another go and, and feel that yeah. because that was a game changer perspective wise. It was. So we talked. So I talked to Jason Bivens last week about the 24 Hours of Lemons as a driver, and that's a, an attainable drive for the common motorsport fan. It, it really is. Uh, I think of any means, if if you're not a wealthy person, you could still pull together with with people of moderate means and and drive in some fashion. No, it's not going to be a BMW. It's not going to be as fast as a modern BMW like today. But it, it, what we did today gives me a new sensation, a new, so it takes me back to talking to David Perel and how he mentioned it's an attack, to drive in real life is an attack on your senses. Yes. And what we felt today was an absolute attack on your senses. I, I will grant it as a passenger, not as somebody that was controlling yeah. the car. I mean, I it's felt, different. and I, I, one first thing I told you is I was, I was trying to film the whole time, uh, so I didn't take it in. That's why I'm glad we're doing it again. But I was legitimately afraid. I'm not. I'm not. I'm <laughs> That's not, what Bradley told me I'm as soon as he got out of, of a, the car. I'm not a small enough man to tell you. I was. I was scared. You were. Cons- you were concerned. I was concerned. What I were was, you concerned? What happened? I was concerned because I was not prepared uh, for the amount. Like I told you, I was not prepared for the lateral grip that that BMW M8 competition had. Yes. Uh, when we. I mean, I, I was thinking, there's no way this thing's going to hold. That's what I was about to yes. say. You yes. took. You just. You just fetched yes. the world words out of my mouth. So in that sense, uh, good on you, Michelin. That's. I think <laughs> that was the point of the whole thing. Well, there's it's also the, some uh, assists in these cars. Who yeah, yeah, yeah. gave But I mean, still, uh, we were we were in uh, semi wet, coming off of wet to dry conditions, and he made the comment to me uh, that it was getting drier, so the laps were they were getting a little faster, a little more secure. Um, and tomorrow we should be in full dry, so I'm, I'm ready for that. I, I hope to get into your BMW, and maybe you. I would encourage you to get into that M8 or the, or the Porsche. There's a Porsche, but the Porsche was not a 911. So yeah, true. I mean, it's a Porsche, but it's, <laughs> right, not, it's right. not a 911. So what right. else can you say? And there's yeah. a Lexus. Again, I would. I don't think you can. I would get into the, the M8 again, just because I. Love I would. The yeah, M8. I would get into the BMWs. Yes. I mean, we had a really awesome BMW Michelin tire experience there. There's no no way about around it. Uh, and it makes you want to drive. It makes you look at when you're watching these races. Porsche Cup's going on right now behind us. Uh, we just watched the IMSA race. We're going to watch the Michelin Pilot. We're going to watch the Prototype Challenge. It makes you have a new appreciation for the sensations. Bradley, we were at the podium. We were soaked in champagne. You made an observation. I, I did. I was about to bring that up, so I'm glad you pinged it to me. There you go. Um, so uh, the, the winning uh, Corvette in the GTLM. Uh, rolled up. We were a stone's throw away. We got there pretty much first um, to the uh, podium celebration, and I noticed the driver. I think I can't. Antonio, uh, Antonio Garcia. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, him and Nick Tandy. Correct. Um, yes. When he got out of the car, he had just been driving to the finish. He got out of the car and then went to celebrate. He stood on like the doorway, kind of like NASCAR drivers do when they celebrate. Stood at the window or stood on top of the car. Sure. First thing I noticed, which just struck me is uh, his legs were shaking. And that tells me, I, I immediately thought, to my experience of trying to hold my body straight. Now, mind you, he's in a prob- probably a very good bucket seat holding himself in. But you have to imagine, and based on what I felt in that M8, 
just trying to hold my body straight and still right. he's trying to hold his legs straight and still to, to pedal that car as well as however hard it is to pedal those cars because yeah. honestly we don't know that right now right um <laughs> that how the physical toll and how physically exhausting it is that that brings me back to what david Pearl said as well yeah it's such an attack on your body and if you're not in good physical shape in that type of car at least um I mean that's that's brutal. Yeah, I, I, and it was still happening. It took a long time. I was still watching and noticing that a while after he'd gotten out of the car. So I, I, I mean, I would describe it like you just done, you know, twenty sets of squats at the gym. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can, can only, only imagine. I mean, you, yeah, we. If you get a, I mean, obviously some of you out there may have done a track experience, a track day. You may be drivers at an amateur level. Yeah, I mean, we, we may not be breaking news no. here, but I'm just saying as a as a amateur. Some of you out there may be, you may be getting, you may be hearing our description of this, and it may be of value to you. Others of you may be hearing our description, and you may appreciate it because you've been in these this position for exactly. the first time before. Exactly. But I will say, either direction you go with what we're talking about here, uh, a motorsport fan, it's something you need to hear. And it's something to feel. Right. right. Uh, and it's, it's not something yeah. I've, watching broadcasts and having been a motorsports fan since I was a, you know, a kid, nobody ever talks about that kind of thing. Yeah. You look so, at, I mean, you watch them go, you watch cars go around the course and you say, that ah, looks yeah, like, it's cool. looks fast, but you okay. Don't, yeah. Sometimes, and I agree. I think, yes. I think we watch them go at the full speed that we watch in race mode and we still imagine the sensations of driving a streetcar on the street. Yes, 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 yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't think, and then iRacers are guilty as well because we sit comfortably right. in our rigs. Yeah, we sit, oh, there's yeah. nothing, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> you every now and then your chair will rock yeah. back or, or something will shake in your rig. And honestly, I think that's absolutely the case. Yes, and you told, and you observed to me too, when, when, when we were in some of the slower corners, you said, don't look at the car. Look at the driver inside through the window and yes. what he's doing. Right. Um, and that's something you only get when you're on site in person. Yes. Is you, you don't think when you're watching the TV, you're watching the car. What, you're watching what the machine is doing. Yeah. You're not, you don't think about yeah. the man or the woman inside the car. Right. You, when you're in a slower sector of the course, that's a good – There's a so at the toe of the boot at Watkins Glen, excellent location to watch yes. the driver's hands and arms inside the cockpit another place see how how much they're wheeling it nighttime but through, but through the s's here at vir to, to get a glimpse through the initial s's before the the uh, bridge uh that's a perfect i mean that is the trickiest spot i've ever seen on Which it's, it's pretty much easy flat there right easy flat those first little s's when there, you come out, there are yes. some videos that we'll post from the front view of those s's where those cars are off kilter through those things it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I've seen. I've been here twice, and I've seen two cars, a car each time, spin in that exact spot because they hit the curb and they slice around. Well, yeah, that's that's a throttle it's up. Not easy. Yeah, you're getting on the gas there, going. Um, but you're. I know what and, you mean. And you swing the the weight around a little bit. Yeah. The weight shift, I think, is what ultimately does it, and it did it to a Porsche this morning, in the wet, in really yes. wet conditions. The roller coaster here is another place. That's that's where the uh, Lexus went off track, I believe. Right. Yeah, I believe. Um, or yeah. was that uh, the Acura? Yes, the 66 the Acura. Acura. Yes, uh, yeah. Mario Farnbacher. Yes, and some, I think right. something happened there. But yeah, they uh, said something broke. We, again, did not have as much of a view as the television viewers, but uh, we caught a caught uh, earshot that something may have failed. So that was a tough impact. That was the only caution of the day, though. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, it was just, it was a good race overall. Yeah. Um, we, Having the only experience of VIR previously was the GT World America, and uh, right. the racing there was not as close as it was this with the GT3 yeah. class. Um, so I mean, I, I, I for one am excited for the Michelin Pilot tomorrow, also uh, to see the prototypes 
Um, I saw them a little bit in practice, but we were kind of walking around the paddock at that time. Uh, so I, I really didn't watch, knowing that there's going to be a three-hour race tomorrow. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm prepared to see that. I'm pre we're prepared to see Michelin Pilot, and we're prepared to see the uh, Porsches again because, of course, we're recording while they're going around. I'm sure you can hear them. Hopefully you can hear us through them. Uh, but I can tell you this, those new Porsche 992 Cup yes. cars are uh, a beauty to behold. That's Bradley, that's how I was going to close this segment. I was going to say as they drive by to our left uh, at a fair distance, uh, after watching them and qualifying and seeing them now and then seeing them up close in the paddock, and we'll watch them again on Sunday. Uh, I'm really glad iRacing has these things scanned in. Uh, yes. It's superficial, but the full light bar uh, taillight on the back of the of these Porsches. Nice. Simply beautiful. These things are just beautiful. Well, the cars themselves are nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the big change is good, that. Good job, Porsche. <laughs> good job. Uh, like they need our like they need our, our appreciation. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're just, they're nice cars to look at. Uh, they're, obviously, you could say this about any race car. They, they're so much smaller seeming in person than they are in the sim. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, looking inside the window, um, I mean, they're, they're just gorgeous. So maybe we'll get some more insight into what they look like later, but uh, uh, they are lovely cars, and I, I, I believe we need to get something going with uh, Madsen Racing and the Porsche in the, Cup. New, in the new Porsche Cup. Stay, about stay tuned, folks. MadsenRacing.com, into the Apex.com. We want to thank our wonderful sponsors that make it possible for us to come on the road to uh, bring you content every week. Uh, Roscoe Wheels, check out Roscoe Wheels linked on into the Apex.com. Great hire HR for your HR solutions. Uh, Jason Bivens, president. He's a motorsport fan. These are motorsport people. Uh, and Bad Weather Brewing Company out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, we want to thank these sponsors for supporting us over the course of a year. We've been one full year of Into the Apex, uh, and we're still rolling faster than ever. This is Into the Apex on the Road from VIR, signing off now with the Porsche Cup race. Let's go catch some of these Porsches. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.